Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Hidden Treasures. This is the first official interview of the second season. Bow, 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 bow. I wish I would have. I could have brought one of those horns. Oh, like we should have had one of those horns. I could go back and do it all different. Go home and get it. <laughs> all, right, all right, stop recording. <laughs> Today we have a friend of the show, personal friend of mine. Mr. Scott Toddy, he is in the building today. How's it going? Thanks for having me. No problem. Scott is an EDM producer here in Portland. He's a stand-up comedian. He does graphic design work, maker of drinks, doer (laughs) of all the things. I feel like you do so much. (laughs) You do so many things. (laughs) There's a lot of things I feel like I'm might as well try to do some of them. I feel like there's, there's way more things than we've discovered. So dabble, maybe? Uh, <laughs> where did the name Scott Toddy come from? So uh, Scott is my first name. So I had that going for it. Yes. <laughs> the uh, other part was um, I really like hot toddies. And I think they can make a decent one. And so like I was trying to think of puns on different drink names. That maybe incorporated my name. <laughs> yeah, Scott Toddy. Like, okay, because before that, I was I was called Paws, like Animal Paws, just in all caps. I was like, that's a sick name. Yeah, it's like, it's like play your Paws music, like a really sweet logo, <sighs> branding stuff going on. And then uh, I finally got on Spotify after just being on SoundCloud, where they just kind of let anybody upload anything. <laughs> yes, like anybody and anything. Um, What's the difference? Like, what are the parameters for Spotify? That's a good question. So, um, SoundCloud, you just upload a thing, and then boom, anybody in the world could listen to it. Spotify is like, let's make sure this isn't trash, and that we kind of know more about what it is, and it's like of a certain quality before we release it. Like, do they make very... you do a questionnaire? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> oh, really? Well, so you you have to say like are there explicit lyrics in this oh and you have to say like who if you have any lyrics in your song who wrote them not their stage name but like what was the name of the human that wrote this oh and so you there's a lot of stuff that like you tell it and then it uh basically it has to like scan your artwork and your your audio file and they actually make it quieter like if you listen to a song that's on spotify and on soundcloud it's going to be way quieter on spotify because they have like, let's not deafen people and let's keep everything at a certain volume. Where SoundCloud is like, whatever the fuck, bro. (laughs) You're just uploading shit. Deafen people, we don't care. (laughs) So they just have higher standards. And so like, once I felt my music had gotten to a place that I was like, I think Spotify, it would be like worthy of going on there. Um, I I uploaded my music and I was super stoked. I had my first song on there. I'm like, oh yeah, guys, like just go like, Find me on Spotify, search pause, and like 3,000 people came up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> not, no! Well, maybe not that many, but there were a lot of yeah. pause. Like every capitalization, you had all caps pause. You had lowercase, you had the, the P and the S were both capitalized. Ooh, not that's dope. So like every combination, and I was like, 
Well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be Paul's anymore. We need yeah, to stand out. Other guys <laughs> that had this awesome idea for a name, and so I, I really wanted to find something that, because I, I decided I was at a point where I like kind of wanted to take my music seriously and yes. have a chance of being found or people hearing me. Um, I was like, I want to find a name that's unique, that if you Google it, I'm the only thing that comes up. If you search me on iTunes or Spotify or whatever, like, I want to show up there. And so yes. I kind of worked backwards from that, going through the names and, and like drinks, stuff like that. I got to Scott Toddy and I, I had a list of like five or 10 names for a while. And that one just kept coming back to me of like, I was trying to like talk myself out of it. Like, you don't want, you'll find a better name. And then I'll think of another one. I'm like, no, I still like Scott Toddy. And finally I was like, you know what? Like, this is, this is old faithful. And this like, I keep coming back to it. So, um, because of that, I'm Scott Toddy love it dope name <laughs> now you said you had a list of drinks i've dubbed you um myself i'm proclaiming it now maker of drinks Ooh, yeah. first of his name <laughs> how how did you get into making like dope drinks i have been on the receiving end of some of these dope drinks <laughs> we had lovely margaritas for the fourth i've actually had a beautiful chai <laughs> toddy from you how did you, do you just like, are you an alcoholic? <laughs> uh, maybe functioning. I do oh, need yeah. alcohol to, we need um, to work, so. stay alive. But I mean, I, I'm not drunk right now. So Not I, yet. I, yeah, <laughs> uh, that's, both of those are exaggerated. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I only, maybe in the last couple of years, really tried to like intentionally make drinks. Um, and kind of along the lines of like dabbling in a bunch of stuff. I was like. It'd be cool if I could make a drink that, because cocktails are so expensive when you go out. It's like, it'd be cool if I could oh just make gosh. this myself. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I like margaritas, because I like getting drunk on margaritas. And really, there's no point in time where I'd be like, no margarita right now. Thank, oh, thank you. you. I love tequila so much. <laughs> it gets such good. a bad rub. Oh. Yep. Yeah. It might do some stuff to your clothes. Or it might, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, it... But it is a fantastic, and a margarita, it's like, it brings me to beaches and, like, being outside, and, yeah, it's just, like, it's such a good association. It's like, what if I had a margarita, like, at any moment? And so I was like, I googled, kind of, what's in a margarita, and I'm like, no, I'm not a numbers guy, so I'm like, I just looked at the ingredients, I'm like, I'm just going to mix a bunch of stuff together that <laughs> yeah. have those words in it. And I just kind of, like, did that until I found something that tasted good, and... Uh, it kind of works for margaritas and then that just spells spills into every drink like the weird thing is I've never oh. used the same um, like ingredients or recipe twice like when I make margaritas I'm like I know there's going to be some sort of fruit element there's going to be ice there's going to so be so you're just tequila. switching it up every and single so time like, oh, I was splashing this like some of that and it's like it always comes out okay so yeah it's really just like I like the ingredients and the things I slop them together and it works <laughs> <laughs> very dope. Very, very dope. Such good drinks, too. You make, like, the best drinks, honestly. I, I thought I that. made pretty good drinks, you know, making... You did make good drinks, though. I so did make you vodka tonic <laughs> for my birthday. <laughs> I did make that. And you made that... What was that water that you made on 420? Oh, the sober water. Yes. The sober water. <laughs> the opposite alcohol, but just as important. Yes, we needed that on 420. Just so you know, keep us leveled. Keep us going. Yeah, how did it work? Like, what was... I'm not a scientist. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> You're not? Well, just interviews. <laughs> I thought you were a scientist. Yeah. 
No, but it uh, the lemon reacts with the terpenes in oh. your brain. <laughs> So, like, it just kind of, like, sobers you up a little bit, like, that after was smoking a bunch. That was all grounded. That was a... Yeah. Went through a lot of content that day. Today is... A, <laughs> speaking of 420, it's a holiday, you said. Today right? is 720. Happy Ooh. 720. Ooh. I keep doing that. It's 710, everyone. <laughs> because if you put 710 backwards, it's oil. And if you put oil backwards, it's 710. That's so, so it's good. Happy National Oil Cartridge day did Which, you uh are you planning to dress up or anything for the holiday get some traditional uh i mean i'm wearing a trimet shirt <laughs> so i feel like i'm repping portland right now you so are. that's just that's enough for today we are also consuming um some oil pen in the legal recreational state of oregon and yeah, we are both oregon, grown <laughs> individuals <laughs> over 21 <laughs> you can do anything here except um eat gluten i think yeah, that yeah, is the that's rule. Upon, yeah. yeah, and like no dairy mm-hmm. is like frowned upon. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so Scott, you're also a comedian. How in the hell did you like start doing stand up? <coughs> um, well, I've I've always like enjoyed making people laugh. Like growing up, like I was not the class clown in the sense oh, I was. I like, see that for you. The, not trying to get on the teacher's nerve because I was like a good kid like annoyingly good kid but i i would always like come in like afterwards with like the silly comment or whatever and like people would chuckle and be like yeah dude best of both worlds <laughs> but like I, I wasn't like the class clown or anything but um basically they started a improv group at my school i went to a super tiny small private christian school there were like 15 people or something in my like, graduating class. It was what? so tiny. Yeah. And, um, Jeez. but they, they started an improv group and we actually like ended up winning, uh, like a whole tournament in this kind of like improv thing, which improv was a ton of fun of just oh. getting comfortable, like not taking yourself seriously and being an idiot on stage. Like you get over your, your stage fright really quickly when like you're just thrust in something you can't prepare for. It's literally just, just how do you deal with like this pressure and awkwardness? I'm like, yeah. Okay, this is cool. And so like I, I really enjoyed that. It was fun. Uh, improv people are kind of the worst though. Uh, Why? How so? Have you ever hung out with a person that's super into improv? No. When you do, like let's let's reconvene. <laughs> they're like so picture like the the theater kids, but like that couldn't get into theater in a way, and they're like kind of the uh, oh gosh. Oh, I don't want to generalize, even though I am. Uh, they're just like how people I would want to like go chill with, you know. <laughs> Outside of improv group. <laughs> yeah, of course. I was always glad to go home after like a, a meet or whatever they call it. Um, but I did that, and me and who actually I guess was the class clown at my school. <laughs> Yes. We we had a lot of fun working on on that together, um, and he, him and I would talk about like, hey, do you ever think about doing stand up and just like trying that? And basically, we psyched each other up to actually go try that together um, back in Orlando. And so we went to some like little coffee shop um, called Funky Monkey, Drunken Monkey. There's a monkey involved for sure. Oh. And um, yeah, we had some friends from school come see us do it. Excuse me, and uh, it was really fun. Like I enjoyed it because the the thing about doing uh, open mics, like you're not 
when you do stand up, you're not doing an HBO special, you know, you gotta work your way up to it. And then yeah. there's an open mic where they literally just like SoundCloud let any anyone in there that can sign their name on a piece of paper, you know. And so oh. um, I did that, and everyone else there was just I felt like really really bad. And so oh. like until you've been there a lot, like you're kind of last on the list because they pick the people they know. Yeah. And watching the people ahead of me for like an hour and a half I was like oh my gosh like am I gonna be that bad like this is really like a low bar and so like I did it and maybe it helped that I brought friends that were there to like it's like you better laugh when I say exactly (laughs) Um, but like I felt like compared to the other people I was like I I wasn't terrible you know like I felt like I I did maybe kind of okay um and so we did it again and I really enjoyed it and then I didn't do it for, like, years. Like, probably, I think I was still in high school, so not through college. It was once we moved out to Oregon um, in Portland. Like, I think I did it maybe four years ago or so. But I was like, I, I want to try this again. Yeah. So um, kind of put some ideas together and tried it. And it, again, like, went better than I expected. Like, this again, a very low bar of people, but... Um, like, I got to do it at uh, Helium, which is, like, a pretty big comedy club in Portland where, Ooh. like, big comedians go. Yes. And it's really cool because they, they just have, like, really solid acts. Like, so, for instance, they a bunch of people sign up and they don't just let anyone on. They're like, okay, we know this guy's dope. We know that guy's good. Yeah. So, we're going to pad, like, all throughout at least every other person or so is going to be, like, an established, like, we know that they're going to do really well. That's and not, smart. So lessen the blow a little bit from the person before. (laughs) Exactly. And so, and so the people that, oh, my poor friends that have come to other places, if you like, if the MC doesn't know you, like you end up going last or like close to last. And so people would come and spend like two hours on like a week night until like 10 11 at night just waiting for me to go at which point everyone has left like it's pretty much people that work there people there that are there to see their friend who's going after you who's like the last person do you sorry do you improv when you're about to get on stage or do you write out the jokes like do you actually have them in your brain yeah um so i write them out for sure and i practice Oh, okay. A lot, which is not oh. um, not me at all. Like, I, don't, <laughs> I don't practice. I, I dabble and do like weird things, like make drinks without a recipe because I can't remember <laughs> like what I want to put in it. Um, but essentially, I would I keep like a phone of, or a list on my phone of just like a bullet point of an idea of like hey, this is kind of funny. Like I would write down just like a jumbled thought, and then I just go through that and like okay, these ones are funny, I think I can make this a bigger thing, and I just gradually, like, try to tie them together so um, I have a a cohesive set, because you have, like, three minutes, like... Oh, that's it? Yeah, a lot of the time you have three, five minutes, maybe, at an open mic, because, again, you're just going through, like, tons of trash, and (laughs) you're, like, don't want people to suffer for that long. Um, Excuse me, so, um... what I saw a lot of people do is they would botch a joke and they're like, oh, well, I guess that one bombed or like that. Joke oh, sucked. I see a lot of comedians doing that and too. It's awful. It's like, don't Netflix you're telling a joke. It's like that just that ruins it. And it's like, we know that now you just failed and we feel bad or awkward or whatever. It's like, 
just roll with it. And so when I went into it after like watching people <laughs> struggle with it, it's like, okay, I don't want to acknowledge that I'm telling a joke and I want to have a set where in my three minutes, if no one laughs, they're not going to know at which point I hoped they would laugh because I want it to be kind of like a cohesive story. Whereas oh, like, that's like awesome. I'm telling a three minute story rather than a bunch of segmented jokes. So I'll pick like a topic. Like uh, I did a whole set on like my weird questions that I asked Google and like what it must be like if. Um, Can I get one of those weird questions? Yes. Yeah, okay. absolutely. So um, the premise of the joke was like, imagine it would suck if Google had like screamed everything that you asked it. <laughs> and so I was like, just imagine like your poor neighbors, like having to hear all of my weird animal questions <laughs> at two in the morning where it's like, what are worms? I was like, <laughs> do worms have faces? It's like, if worms don't have faces, how do you know which is the front and which is the back part of the worm? Actually, appropriate question, though, because which is the back and which is the front? Dude, who's to say? Oh. Most important question of all, how do worms bang? This is this is 100% true. If you Google how do worms have sex, make love, whatever they call it, uh, <laughs> the first result on Google is from a college website named, like, .edu, like an educational systems yes. website explains how worms bang and it does so using cartoons and being told in the first person you may know that well, it's told from the perspective yes. of the narrator meaning that fucking you're reading the story as told from a sexually active worm about how he makes love to other worms and uh one of the, my punchlines for that was like, and I wasn't the only worm that was getting aroused, if you know what I mean. Because <laughs> the worm, the worm that he was banging, and then my worm, if we're all, if we're just keeping score. <laughs> um, yeah, I asked like uh, questions like, where do hamsters live when they're not in cages? Appropriate. I just think the pet store. When they're not in the pet store, that's a, that's a good That's answer. where they come yeah. from. <laughs> they're born in the pet store. They're just they're... generated there. <laughs> when one dies, another one just respawns in the pet store. <laughs> yeah, you never see like a pack of wild hamsters or something. They're like, oh, that's the hamster part of the neighborhood of the forest. It's like, where the fuck do they come from? So I, I would just string together a bunch of questions like that so that I could talk. And if somebody didn't laugh at the part about like a worm banging another worm I was like it still segmented well into my next thing where I, I could just keep talking if if it didn't work out so I could like make sure I got to a laugh and there wasn't like a oh dead air type thing so keep the story I tried to have, like yeah keep, tell a cohesive story and that kind of worked well for the times that I did it I love it <laughs> I love it now you also do badass graphic design work <laughs> What is your creative process? Of like, because I don't know how to draw. I'm like art uh, illiterate. That's there's a painting right there. This is not a visual medium, but I did a painting. That's not. When did you do that? When I was on shrooms this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, my shroom painting over oh, before there. Before we get to your question, like I, I gotta know what was the like process like of getting to that? Like I'm gonna get out some paint. Like, like where, where do you go from doing shrooms to doing that? Well, we had already got the paint. So that we could have activities to do, to do like when we were on the shrooms. And so we went for a walk and came back in. And the whole day I was just kind of following my intuition. I'm like, I'm doing whatever you say, subconscious. <laughs> and my subconscious wanted to paint. And so 
That's fantastic. <laughs> so I laid like Fred Meyer paper bags all over yes. the floor, put the paint out, and I made that beautiful sunset with that tree. That's awesome. I like it. It also can look like a wave of color, like crashing over, like a tidal wave of color. Interpret it. Thank yeah. you. I'm gonna hang that up in my house. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Talk shit about your art or whatever. That that's awesome. I'm gonna hang that right now. What is your creative process for your art for graphic designing? Oh, interesting. Um, so, I guess uh, <laughs> the the way that I got into graphic design is similar to how I like got into music and making drinks, which is like, oh, I'm really interested in this thing mm -hmm. and I enjoy this. Yeah, I should learn how to do that so I can like make my own stuff and enjoy that. But I think that, like, if you really like pizza, being like, I'm going to go learn how to make a really, really good pizza so that I can enjoy pizza all the time because I like pizza. Yeah. That was my thought process for, like, getting into music is I really enjoy music and it'd be really cool to make stuff that I want to hear. Same with drinks, thinking I would like to make a margarita that I want at any time. Yes. And with graphic design, I really wanted a lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really wanted a lightsaber. I was obsessed with Star Wars as a kid, and like I had every every lightsaber toy that you could have. Yes. I dreamed of being a Jedi one day. Oh. Technology didn't go far enough. No. Uh, so I I was thinking, how could I get a picture where it, at least it looks like I have a lightsaber? You know, and so oh, that's awesome. I talked to um, a guy. Uh, my church, who was a graphic designer, he was actually an animator for Disney. Uh, he worked on oh. Mulan and Emperor's New Groove. Fancy, and stuff. super cool guy. But like, I knew he was like a creative dude, and so I was like, "Do you know how to make a lightsaber picture?" And I was like, 10 or something at this point. And he's like, "Yeah, you could use this program called Photoshop, and I can kind of show you some stuff on there." So he showed me a couple things. I was like, "This is awesome!" So I'd make pictures of my friends and I with lightsabers, just like going crazy with our lightsabers like this is amazing and so i'm like oh i should learn some other stuff about photoshop and i was always like a doodler in class like i'd pay attention better if i was drawing some sort of comic strip or something or just noodling while i was trying to pay attention yes and um i was like oh i could color in my cartoons because like i would draw a picture but it markers suck and a drawing with marker never looks that good it's <laughs> like i want that nice disney clear like yellow or like perfect yellow background mm. or, or whatever that's just solid and so i figured out how to do that in photoshop and then somebody's like you know photoshop can you make me a logo i was like yeah dude i had no fucking clue but i was like oh we'll figure it out <laughs> so i have the thing that apparently you make logos in and so i just kind of like google it and figured it out so everything just came i guess starts with like i'm interested in the thing and I learn a little bit of it, and I just say yes to things that I can't do until I, until I figure it out. Love that awesome philosophy. I, I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah, I never get amazing at any one thing, but I'm, like, kind of okay at a bunch of You just have to ask a whole bunch of things. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. I'm, like, eighth-ass-ass. Eighth That's really hard to say. Eighth-assing, like, a bunch of things instead of half-assing or full-assing. <laughs> Okay, so you also make EDM music, and you've dubbed yourself as a producer who makes music that makes you happy. 
I personally feel like EDM is like a very popular genre, kind of like oversaturated a little bit. Mm. What? How do you find the music? Because there's so much in EDM. There's like trance and yeah. trap. I was really Moonbatone. I was yeah. really into Moonbatone yeah. a few years ago. <laughs> that was my genre. Oh man. How, like, how do you know? when you have that song that makes you happy like what is Ooh. like this is this scott is toddy worthy whoa yeah mm-hmm. um yeah i mean you're you're right about edm being oversaturated like at this point i almost think almost all music is electronic you know where it's it's almost not even a genre it's becoming just all these subgenres, like you said of trance or trap or whatever it's like you listen to any big artist or like punk band or something like Panic at the Disco is now doing songs with they electronic are. artists. Yep. You know, or like they're like, oh, well, our drummer died. Let's replace him with a laptop. You know, like cause <laughs> it's almost like people expect some element of electronic in any genre nowadays. And so it's really just becoming like that's just how music is made in a way. So there's so many genres and so many different types that it's like how do you even label stuff after a while? Yeah. It's like, what? Like, some things make sense, but others, like, I can't even put this into a category. And so when I was writing my little profile on uh, Instagram and Twitter and stuff, I was like, how, how do I describe my music? And I thought the only way I could describe it is it's stuff that makes me happy. And sometimes that's, you consider it like trap music or bass music or, um, I don't know, chill, electronic, down-tempo. I don't even know the right things, but it's like, I want to describe this as I'm really making this for me before anyone else. Like with the pizza thing, it's like I'm in this because I like pizza, I like music. So yes. I want something that is the type of music that I want to hear. And so um, I guess the my my process or when I feel like I know that um, I stress I totally like didn't answer your other question about creative process. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> we got back to that. Um, <laughs> Uh, now I lost this train of thought what we were just talking about oh how do you know when your music when gives you the feels like what makes you happy how do you yeah. know so I think it really just comes down to when something is stuck in my head and there's nothing oh. that jumps out when I listen to it that's like ooh I don't like that mm-hmm. and so when I'm making a song oh my gosh I must listen to it like thousands of times like I, I will I will go home one night and I'll start a song that's maybe a minute long and it's just I have like a little drop and a bridge or a chorus or like some yeah. little noodly drum sound that I think <laughs> is cool and I'll upload that to SoundCloud as a private link that no one can see and I'll just listen to it on repeat in the car when I'm at work working just over and over to where I'm thinking I like this I don't like that this sucks like this would be cool and so uh, on my lunch breaks like so I work 50 hours a week lunch break and evening weekend is the only time I can really do producer stuff so I, yes. I go in on my lunch break and I'm like I have a list of ideas in my head that are like I want to change this this and this and so I'm so efficient that it's like I can go change that upload that go back to work and then listen to like you now maybe I have two minutes or something oh that is awesome so you just like edit in your brain yeah oh when you listen to it it's not even like two seconds in it's like I just get a uh, maybe a vibe of like I don't really like this I don't know what but I'm gonna, I'm gonna go like fix that and try something else yeah and so it just works like for weeks I'll just go do work on it an hour at lunch upload it listen to it and so I, I feel like I know something is done that makes me happy when I'm 
I listen to it and there's nothing that jumps out as something that I want to fix. <laughs> oh. Which can be dangerous because then you, I can just obsess over it. It's got to be perfect. And that's the other thing is, like I said, I'm not really great at any one thing. I'm, I'm okay being like decent at a few different things, you know? And so I'm like, I know that I could spend hours and hours tweaking every little sound and following like every little best thing that you should do when you make music. But it's like, at, th at that point, I don't enjoy it anymore. And it I feels like homework almost. Exactly. Yeah. You don't enjoy the, the process. And so it's done when I'm like, this is really, really good. I like this. I, there's nothing major I want to change. And I'm ready to be done with it because I've heard it fucking 10,000 <laughs> times this week. Now everyone else can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of variety, um, your Bob Ross song <laughs> bob step <laughs> okay bob is a, a treasure what about oh my God, beautiful okay no what about him tell me about what about bob oh influences gosh. you Isn't that a movie what about bob? <laughs> what about um yeah so it i didn't really watch him growing up that much but uh oh. the other night maybe a few months ago i guess it was before christmas because somebody got us a Bob Ross thing for Christmas. Did you get us a Bob Ross thing? I think for your birthday, not for Christmas. Oh, okay. All right. So somebody gave me a Bob thing. <laughs> um, anyway, it was probably maybe around Christmas-ish. Uh, we were trying to fall asleep, and we were both just kind of wired and, and having trouble falling asleep. And so we were going through Netflix, and we saw that Bob Ross just got added, and there's a couple different specials and with a bunch of episodes. Okay, yeah. We put it on, and man... It was it was fantastic. We're like, what the fuck is he doing making that mountain? Like, how is that a mountain? And then he would he would dip his brush, slap it in the thing, and make like two strokes. And he'd pull it yeah. a, pull away, and you're like, that's a goddamn mountain. That is a perfect mountain. Like it is so perfect. Like it is freaky real how good that thing is. And he would just but he makes it look so easy. He's like, Yeah, just put this, like doesn't even matter, just put it there. Definition of flick of the wrist. Just like <laughs> just like doesn't even care, like and then meanwhile he's talking about squirrels, like bringing out a squirrel or a deer or some critter and he's still just making the most beautiful painting you've ever seen. <laughs> It's just such a beautiful, talented dude. In fact, he did this in 30 minutes. Like, he made a painting that you could spend your whole life on. It would never be that good. He's like, oops, 30 minutes. There's a painting. And Bob lets you make happy mistakes. He's like, make the mistakes. They're happy. It's fine. It's life. We're human. It really is a, sure. a life metaphor. <laughs> just like, you make mistakes. Go Bob ahead. Ross is not alive anymore. How is he? Is he oh, alive? Wait. Wait, no. Oh, I looked this up. He died. He died. Okay. He had cancer, which was super oh, sad. R.I.P. Bob. R.I.P. Bob. There's a lot of deaths that have come up tonight <laughs> in this conversation. There has. R.I.P. Rip Torn. R.I.P. A.K.A. Patches O'Hooligan. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... Apparently he was in the military too. He was a drill sergeant. Bob Ross? Yeah. What? He was a drill sergeant and he had to yell at people. And so he can imagine getting yelled at by Bob Ross. Dude, that would be. I don't see that for Bob. <laughs> Could he even yell at this? <laughs> right? Did his voice, voice get that high? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he he came back from the military. He was like, I never want to have to yell at people again. Oh. Like, I don't want to have to be mean or violent or anything. And so he just made paintings forever and just like changed so many lives that 
he became like a big part of our kind of going to sleep things for a while where we like, let's just put on a dope beach painting and pass yes. out. He's just whispering to you as you go off in the most beautiful sleep, dude. It's oh, so good. I love it. I love Bob. Oh, now, Scotty, you are a festival goer. I want to ask you, if you could have a set at any festival, which one would it be? Oh, man, that's a good question. Um, so the song that I released yesterday um, called Cube is that is all about where my dream set would be. There's a, a festival oh. called What the Festival. Yes. They announced this year is never coming back. After last year, they said that they would we're taking the year off, but they're actually gone forever. And so, so, sad. so crushing. Like yeah, I did not even get to go. <laughs> I wish you could have gone. It, it was, it was so incredible. And that place, that festival introduced us to so many, um, amazing artists that are some of my most favorite artists ever now, like, oh. um, E. Cauley or FKJ or Mr. Carmack or, um, Bill Gates or so many like really small electronic artists a lot who've gotten big like this was a festival that odessa played at before they got huge yeah and they would pick these kind of underground artists that you haven't heard that have a unique sound and just really interesting vibe and bring them together and i've only ever been to like Lollapalooza where you have the Nicki Minaj's names, huge yeah. names. and so seeing these small like talented driven artists play was just life-changing <laughs> like as in the music that we listened to after that was so different and experiencing it in this beautiful environment where you see mount hood um and oh. another mountain in the distance there was a pool stage where they would play house music and you would just be in a pool dancing for hours on it that sounds <laughs> it, incredible it was it was fantastic and they had this light up forest it's kind of like electric forest where there's yes. art installations and stuff but the the place that i would play uh, was my most favorite stage slash musical environment of all time. Yes. Um, and it's called the Groove Cube. And oh. it's the, um, the artwork for my song is a picture of the Groove Cube, but it's essentially a picture of these, it's probably four or five boxes high and a box is maybe six feet tall. And so there are these big crate looking things that are completely light up and oh. they, it's like a wall, um, like a fortress of those with no roof or anything and you can sit on parts of the wall and there's kind of windows built in but it's all just made out of these light up crates and they just had the filthiest trap and bass yes! arts that you've ever heard just like, <laughs> just like the the most intense like bass you've ever heard it's like picture the best club experience you've ever had but it's outside surrounded by these color changing lights with lasers flying over your head and you can see just like beautiful trees and mountains like outside of that and you're just in this outdoor club just losing your mind on like the craziest music you've ever heard um there's a i didn't get to see this but our friend was there and he's like yeah during this one guy's set this one dude that was wearing this magician's robe he was going so hard that he started like scaling the boxes and like the bass hit during a drop and it blew him off. Oh! <laughs> and the dude just went flying off the edge of one of the, the uh, boxes and just landed on the ground, got up and just kept raging. His powers <laughs> worked that night. Dude, it's just a spiritual place. And so oh, sounds I, magical. It was so good. I wish we could go back. RIP again. 
uh, more dead things. Um, <laughs> so much I, death tonight. I was there, I was like, I would love to play this stage. And I, at that point, I wasn't producing her yet. Um, at least not seriously. Like, I had played around with garage band or things in school, like, like figuring out some basic stuff you could do, but yeah. not really making music. But at this point, I was... I really felt that I want to play here. And so that is in a way kind of what inspired me to start producing um, to be able to get to maybe one day I could play this festival because it's in the state that I live in that I love. It's a smaller thing that's really supportive of just smaller artists. And I mean, so many people that played there got big. It's like, I would love to play there and I would love to play the Groove Cube because yes. it's just the nastiest place in the world. Oh, and so, so unfortunate. <laughs> and so now I'll never get to. And so um, Cube uh, is really about, it's what I would have played if I had had a chance to play in that stage. It's just the nastiest thing that at this point I know how to make. And it has just kind of this, a uh, bassy club sound that sounds like something that I would just lose my mind into there. And so, yeah, that's what this song was about. And oh. it's also where I would love to play if I could go back in time. Oh, that sounds so magical. Oh my <laughs> gosh. We're going to, we're going to come back to that. Um, on Twitter, you posted, uh, here's a, here's a picture of it. Oh, that is amazing. <laughs> Look at the little windows. You could sit inside the window, and so you'd just be sitting there, just like bopping. And you're just like so close to the music. Yeah, and you, yeah, literally just get blown off a wall because the bass is too good. That sounds amazing. Sorry, you were saying. (laughs) On Twitter, you posted a rave where everyone is dressed in drag called Drag and Drop. Do I have to think of everything? Honestly, as a uh, drag connoisseur, I can get behind this idea. Oh, hell yeah. We're going to make this happen? What? Scott, I don't, what would your drag name be? I have to know. Oh, nice. <laughs> I have uh, to know. Scott Body? I don't know. What, oh, what no, that? that's good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll go with that until I think of a better one. <laughs> that is beautiful. That is beautiful, actually. <laughs> We're going to say that. I think mine was like, I'm a good lay. Oh, so like, <laughs> nice. Oh, I am a good lay. Yeah. Have you heard any other good drag queen names? So I'm watching RuPaul's Drag Race season three right now. What's that? It's a show about. It's a drag queen competition show. Whoa. And it's on Amazon Prime. What are they competing on the like, like, what are they trying to be best at? The best drag queen. Oh, okay. And you win a hundred thousand oh, dollars. So for that's the sure. price. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and you win like a lifetime supply of like. Nyx Cosmetics. <laughs> and like, I think you get like a bunch of wigs. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> so, it's very intense. There's a lot of drama. There's emotions. Oh, there's twists and turns. Hell yeah. It's honestly it's a, it sounds a, juicy. a great show. You should check it out. It's on streaming on Amazon Prime right now. <laughs> you get a little sponsorship there. Brought to you by Squarespace. <laughs> Sponsor me. That sounds awesome though. But there's a drag queen on there and her name is Penny Tration. <laughs> yes that is so good that's a yeah that is solid oh my god <laughs> i love it and i also love um a, a drag queen um it's bob the drag queen oh, it's just bob the drag queen to it. yeah he's a drag queen but he's also that's crazy he's also bob but he is bob the drag queen <laughs> it takes you a minute but you'll get there <laughs> i love it oh my god oh, um 
Speaking of juicy shows, uh, have you seen Riverdale? I have seen Riverdale. I've only seen like half of the first season. <laughs> Danielle's been watching it, and I, I jumped in like three seasons in. I have no idea what's going on, but it has the juiciest dialogue, juiciest dialogue I've ever heard. We're like, no, no, I'm not actually your brother, but. I am your brother's gay lover that <laughs> murdered your brother. That's a thing that happened in the last episode. <laughs> what? <laughs> Spoilers, everyone. <laughs> yeah, spoiler. I'm not saying what character, but uh, <laughs> it was like, oh my gosh. And then other, like this dude's dad said to Archie, who the show's based on the Archie comics yes. for some reason. And uh, the, this dad, who's kind of like this sinister evil guy, says to Archie, remember our blood oath. Oh, a fucking blood oath, dude. <laughs> Where'd the blood oath come from? I didn't get that far. I need to figure that out. I okay, know. yeah. Sorry, um, spoilers for that, but you'll get there. Uh, but like, it doesn't even matter what the plot is while watching it. It's like I just listen for the sound bites of. But I, but I did kill your brother because I'm his gay. It's <laughs> <laughs> like what? This is absurd. So juicy. Alrighty, for we're gonna have. Uh, a little memorial for what the fest right now and play your track cube oh r.i.p what the fest r.i.p cube man <laughs> we're gonna play that shit right now we'll see you guys in a minute
drop it. everyone so we're gonna hit up my next segment uh, which is my favorite segment which is plug your shit (laughs) it's time for you to plug all of your things what do you have going on where can people find you how do we get more Scott Toddy? <laughs> Plug your shit sounds like one of the, the uh, challenges in the drag queen competition. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, okay, the other things I want to plug. Um, <laughs> but, you know, uh, so I my new song Cube is on Spotify and Apple and iTunes and wherever people listen to music. I don't even know when I upload it. It literally sent it to 150 different <laughs> streaming services. And there's something called Deezer, which I've never heard Whoa. of. There's, there's a lot of things out there. Anyway, I'm on all of them. Um, so yeah, my new song about the, uh, that stage of the festival that I wanted to go to is super influential to me and is, I think like kind of booty banger club music. <laughs> oh yeah, you get on, uh, you get down to that one. Yeah. Uh, then I I have other music out, including the um, the Bob Ross thing that we talked about, where which I guess the story on that going back real quick. I couldn't sleep one night. I was watching Bob Ross. I'm like, I should make this a song because you know he beats his brush on the thing. And yes. Like, and he's like, just beat the devil out of him. Like <laughs> that's such a good like thing to build up to a drop. It's just. Oh like, yes! Just beat the devil at it and drop something nasty. And so um, I couldn't sleep. I watched Bob Ross. I should make this a song. And I stayed up for like another three hours making that song. But anyway, that's on oh, on SoundCloud. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm working on an EP uh, that I oh. hope to release this summer. I just keep getting distracted with. Um, f- do I want to finish this one song or start something entirely new? Oh, and yeah, like a, a brand song. new project. <laughs> and I always do that, so I'm getting close, but it's it's really my more um, kind of chill music that I make that's more vibey. It's, uh, the EP is called Vibe for a Bit, where Ooh. I just essentially want you to be able to vibe for a bit to it. Nice! Uh, on the other end of the spectrum from the Booty Club music. Uh, but yeah, that's coming out uh, hopefully by September. Um, but yeah, you can follow me on Twitter as I'm Scott Toddy, uh, and that's T-O-D-D-Y. And then I'm on um, Instagram, SoundCloud, and everywhere else. Is if you just search Scott Toddy, it should show up. So that's all the the shit that I have to plug. <laughs> yes, and all his links will be in the description so that you can follow Scott Toddy. He's a real life friend, so I mean I get to see him all the time. As opposed to all your imaginary friends. <laughs> exactly. This one is real, I get dude. to see him in real life. <laughs> <laughs> this one can argue back. <laughs> Jason doesn't argue back. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Jason. <laughs> that's right. Shut up. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming to my home studio. Thank you for having this conversation with me. Thank you so much for having me. This is probably the most I've ever been interviewed or talked about myself. So this <laughs> this cool. was a treat for me. I, I, this is so great. Um, everyone, this was a lovely show. Look for more to come. Uh, if you like this episode, you like this podcast. Like Go it, ahead. subscribe it. Like, subscribe, exactly. Leave a review. 
please leave a review. We can have conversations if you would like. You can follow me on Instagram. I am Shwilly underscore Wonka. And that's all, folks. Have a great evening. Find those treasures, guys. <laughs> Goodbye. Okay.